Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pistons versus Everybody, the Detroit Pistons podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am your host, Lazarus Jackson. I am uh, I, uh, I'm sort of pleased to be joined by Kelsey O'Brien, formerly <laughs> of uh, Raptors Republic. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm still at Raptors Republic. Oh, you are okay. I'm. I'm. I could be better, honestly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, better, I'm a lot better than you are right now. But <laughs> yeah, that's totally fair. We are. We are talking in the wake of Toronto's 125-13 win over the Pistons that never really actually felt that close. And so I gotta ask: so is the OG or is the Pascal Siakam extension like a home run or just like a grand slam at this point? Um, I don't know anything about baseball, but it is a Vince Carter dunk contest slam dunk. I'll take it. <laughs> no, like he was shooting only corner threes last year. And like he was always as good of a ball handler. But like he was I, you very rarely saw the type of shot creation he's displayed like so far this year. Like where where does this come from? I know that's the thing. And it's it's hard to gauge like what his ceiling would be. Because you don't know if this is his ceiling or if there's like a, even another gear that he can kind of hit at some point. That's a terrifying thought. Thank you. <laughs> For you. <laughs> there's still time to jump on the bandwagon. Oh, uh, I, I think I'm kind of stuck with yeah. <laughs> the team I got, sadly. <laughs> so yeah, but, but yeah, between him and OG, who is just like apparently like a ridiculous perimeter defender now like i don't remember that being a thing when when did that happen um it must have been while he had ruptured his appendix or something i don't know wait what did that happen to like go to the next level wait he ruptured his appendix yeah that's why he was out for the whole playoffs oh that's right and then it got i think it got infected or something oh my gosh wait so yeah, that doesn't make any sense. How do you learn to be a defender from a hospital bed? Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've given birth like three times, and I've never learned how to be a defender from a hospital bed. So now I'm just imagining like you, like after giving birth, all of a sudden you're just like six inches taller, <laughs> like eight, inch wing- eight inches on your wingspan. So. So this, you guys are now four and one. This has been a really good start to the season. Uh, how's how's the year after the championship year feeling? How does it feel? Okay, well, first, like after we won the championship, and then Kawhi left and Danny left, I was like, you know what? We won a championship. No matter what happens, like the team's still fun. Let's just enjoy it, even if we go like, I don't know, twelve and seventy. And now I'm like, you know what? screw that we're going to the finals again (laughs) there's no like the championship hangover has turned into like a full-blown obsession of yeah this team's great we're running it back what what is doing this like obviously pascal's like replaced Kawhi as the main offensive option and like otherwise it's just like they like you look at milwaukee who blew like a 19 point lead against boston tonight and you look at philly and bead like got into a fight with Carl Anthony Towns or something. I don't know. But like there is actually a legitimate opportunity for the Toronto Raptors to like be a top three seed in the Eastern Conference and like get home court in the playoffs. And it's is a testament to the resilience of the front office and the coaching staff 
that like you you didn't let the the championship hangover like actually be a, a hangover right like oh. there's no reason sorry yeah, for sure i mean like yes we lost a superstar and i thought that would kind of like you know they would probably lose some confidence but i mean then you have kyle lowry on your team who is like six feet tall but 12 feet tall in his mind and you've got fred van vliet who is in the same boat so i think that they're still as confident as ever that they can run it back especially seeing what pascal is doing and seeing what og is doing because i mean we had we didn't have him most of last year like it was just incident after incident and now we do and now he's hit this like unbelievable level and it's like okay you know what we've got a chance again well yeah speaking of lowry you guys like extended him how what was the reaction to that and aside from like the lowry raptor forever type deal It's great. I mean, they extended him for a year and by the end of that year, everyone's going to be off the books anyway. So I think it's kind of a move. It's like, we'll see what happens. We're going to keep you here. And in two years, I mean, it'll, it'll be your choice, right? If you want to stay, if you want to retire a Raptor, or if you want to go somewhere else and try and get another ring, I think is the mindset, but I'm not sure. No, that that makes a lot of sense. I guess it's like, you it makes more sense because they were like there's no good free agents this year i know this because i'm obsessing over andre drummond's free impending free agency (laughs) and so it's like well you've got abaka and mark and kyle coming off the books you don't know like what there's nothing to do with that money and you guys you guys look like you could win the east so it's like might as well just run it back with these guys yeah see what happens and the the one game that we lost was incredibly winnable too. So I I don't think that like Boston's going to be a huge problem. I mean, every year they say they're going to be a problem, and then we watch what happens. So I think it's entirely possible to run it back and keep them all long term. So would you would you want that, or would you want like is the the dream of like Giannis in twenty twenty one like so so bright? It's like I, we should actually probably go for that. I know. Uh, Anthony Doyle was talking about this a little bit on Twitter today, like just imagining the Giannis Siakam like pick and roll combination, just being like, oh man, that'd be insane. It would be deadly. And I mean, Giannis coming to Toronto is like what everyone thinks is going to happen and hopes is going to happen. And I don't think it's in like a Lakers getting Paul George, getting Kawhi Leonard type of way. I think it's like more of a possibility just because of the connection with Masai. But, I mean, we the way that we watched this team in the last five games, it's not necessary to go far in the playoffs. Wait, what, what makes it – what about Masai makes it different from a PG to LA type of situation? I think it's just that Masai was, like, crucial in getting Giannis into basketball, you know, through Giants of Africa and Basketball Without Borders. And then, like, I think he actually got citizenship for – Giannis and his family so I think they have like a really close connection that that would do it yeah Yeah. (laughs) all right so I do want to talk to you a little bit about the Pistons even though they suck tonight um suck I mean you didn't have Blake Griffin and that's like that's a very if we didn't have Pascal it would have been a much closer game so you guys didn't suck you just weren't great. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that is kind of true. It's it's been it's been interesting, right? Because Blake's been gone for five games now. Um, we started the season like knowing he wouldn't be in, knowing he wouldn't be back until like maybe a week or two from now, and they haven't looked bad, but there's definitely a gear and an element just like completely absent from the team. And uh, it's interesting though, because like their problems are defensively, right? Like the Raptors shot 48% from three tonight. Uh, Siakam had 19 points in the third quarter because uh, like Christian Wood of all people was trying to guard him. Um, they, they have no, the without, without Tony Snell, like being effective, they have like no size on the perimeter. And so even a guy like OG, can can carve them up they weren't it's so many turnovers that they can't get back in transition to stop that and so like you're right in that like they didn't suck they could still score they could still hang with the raptors but like they couldn't stop them at any point during the game i think the only point in the game where it was like it ever any close was when siakam was uh off the floor and like so was christian wood <laughs> yeah and so like it, it's just been uh it's just been tough but you're right in that uh I don't even know. Like, if you guys hadn't had Siakam tonight, like, it would have been Norman Powell or it would have been Kyle Lowry, like, stepping up. Like, it would it feels like it would have been something else. And this team is still missing that that's something else. Yeah. I think you guys, when, when Blake Griffin gets back, I think he'll be fine. But yeah, especially when, like, the something else is, like, usually Luke Kennard, but, like, OG, like, ate him alive tonight. And so that's bad. Yeah. That's the thing is that everyone you guys put out there, the Raptors had an answer to. Like even Tony Snell, who we were terrified of in Milwaukee, was like a sh- Tony shell of himself. Tonight. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> Just came up with that one. Off the dome, I like it. The holiday rush is coming, and if you sell stuff online, you better get ready with ShipStation. With more people buying online than ever before, you have to be able to ship out orders quickly, efficiently, and affordably. But how do you keep track of all those orders? Or decide which shipping carrier to use? Or how do you know if you're getting the best rates? Luckily, ShipStation can help. With just a few clicks, you'll be managing orders, printing labels, and getting those products out the door and delivered in time for the holidays. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. That makes it really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, and UPS, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. So now, if you're a small business, any business can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for large Fortune 500 companies. You'll always know that you're getting the best deal with ShipStation. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Take the hassle out of the holiday shipping this year. Let ShipStation help you handle it all with ease. Just use my offer code BLUE to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free, no hassle, stress-free holiday shipping. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in BLUE. That's B-L-U-E. That's ShipStation.com, enter offer code BLUE. Ship station, make ship happen. 
Humans have been shaving for thousands of years. And the secret to a great shave is that it really hasn't changed all that much. The ancient Egyptians didn't need flex balls or heated handles, and neither do you. That's why Harry's doesn't overcharge you to add gimmicky features to their razors. They focus on delivering what actually matters. Sharp, durable blades at a fair price. I love Harry's because it gives me a close shave, an easy glide at a low price. Do me a favor and check out harrys.com slash bluewire for your free trial today. I don't know if you guys know this, I'm black, so the hair comes out of my face curly. So if the blades aren't good, I get really bad razor bumps all over my neck and I hate it. That's why Harry's was so essential for me. They have quality, durable blades at a fair price, just two bucks a blade. It's also really convenient. The blade refills are delivered directly to your door on schedule with or without a subscription and there's no risk for you to try them out. If you don't love your shave, you let them know, they'll give you a full refund. Listeners of my show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Go to harrys.com slash bluewire to start shaving better today. Uh, wait, okay, so that, that, that is it for Pistons talk. Like, I'm, this, this team is, <laughs> well, no, I mean, the, the other thing was, like, Bruce Brown is supposed to help defensively. He's supposed to be the on-ball defender that they need to slow down the Kyle Lowry's and the, uh, Fred Van Fleets of the world, and he was getting repeatedly roasted by, like, Norman Powell. It's like, that is, that is a bad sign. He's fouling the ball, he's turning the ball to over too much, and so, like, you you wonder if the Dwayne Casey uh, player development like pixie dust is starting to like run a little dry, but like it again that could just be tied to Blake Griffin's absence, you know. I think it's definitely tied to Blake Griffin's absence. I want nothing but the best for Dwayne Casey, so I'll never say anything bad about him. But um, yeah, I think once once Blake Griffin gets back, I think you guys will be a whole team again. <laughs> Thank you for the for the kind <laughs> words. I'm just here to encourage. No. You're uh, facilitating me through the conversation. I appreciate that. <laughs> Wait, so, okay. So you tweeted, uh, bring me on your podcast to talk about the importance of Patrick Beverly. I have a lot to say. So what what is up with Patrick Beverly? I would die for Patrick Beverly. Everyone... Wait, what, what happened that made you tweet that? Everyone was just talking about, I think, I think when I tweeted that, I don't know. I'm thinking about Patrick Beverly a lot. But when I tweeted that, I think it was when people were saying, like, um, when there was a rumor going around that he said to Steph Curry, like, oh, you guys had your chance, now it's my turn. And it's people were making fun of him for saying that. But Patrick Beverly and Steph Curry are not the same person. Like, Patrick Beverly, the reason I love Patrick Beverly is probably the same reason that I love Ben Wallace. It's like, your impact is not, doesn't show up in analysis and it doesn't show up on the scoreboard but they're both so crucial to their teams like Patrick Beverly knows he's not going to be a primary scorer he knows he's not going to be Steph Curry but he's going to get in his man's head and he's going to irritate you to the point where you do a lot of dumb things and that's his role and he plays it well I'm so I'm so glad you you brought up Ben because I was going to ask you about Ben and and that is 
that is the that is where the undying uh love of ben wallace comes from the uh the the ability to just like play his role get into his opponent's head prevent them from doing what they want to do like that that was what appealed to you that and like everyone talks about positionless basketball these days but when you want to talk about positionless basketball you can't talk about it without talking about ben wallace like the size of like a power forward originally playing power forward and then doing all these things that like centers these days they can't really do like you're not going to see you know Vucevic or Nurkic or anyone doing the things that Ben Wallace did and he was undrafted oh that reminds wait did you read the uh the Myron Fader uh feature on Patrick Beverly no oh you should absolutely awesome? go do that it was awesome I'm going to do that after we finish this thing. Talking about like his upbringing in Chicago, uh, talking about like his time in, uh, I think it was Russia, where like he was, he was literally the exact same player, only like you have to remember he was in Russia and nobody knew who he was. <laughs> Everybody thinks this dude is like literally insane. And it's like, no, this, this is who he is. Like this is, this is what he had to do to, to get where he wanted to go. Right. And, it's so crazy to me that like he still he still has that edge, right? Like he's he's never lost that, despite the fact that like he's on a championship team. Like he just signed a, a pretty nice extension this offseason. Like he he could slow down, right? He could be comfortable. And it's just it's just not in that guy's DNA. No, it's not. And I mean everyone hates on Patrick Beverly, but I know everyone would die to have a Patrick Beverly on their team. Like imagine someone that wants to win as much as Patrick Beverly does. I don't think there's anyone in the league who wants to win as much as Patrick Beverly does. And that's so important, especially on a, a team like the Clippers, where everyone's kind of, you know, it's LA. They're kind of laid back. Like Kawhi's quiet. Paul George is Paul George. Lou Williams is Lou Williams. And Patrick Beverly is going to, you know, kick everyone's ass and say, we're going to win. And he's going to be a hype man and he's going to be a bulldog and he's going to be everything that you need from someone who is on your team. Does Kyle, is Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry is a little bit like that. He's more like, he's more skilled offensively than a Patrick Beverly, but he's always just been the type of guy who does like literally whatever the team needs in, in order to win. And I'm, I gotta say, I'm glad that uh, the championship kind of uh, erased all uh, all need for like qualification about like how good Kyle Lowry is, right? Like we don't have to argue about it anymore. He's an NBA champion. Like he, you, his impact is immeasurable because it led to winning. Yeah, exactly. And except the only people I think that doubt Kyle Lowry or say that he's not as good are people that look at the stat sheet and the stat sheet alone. And I mean, this year, yeah, he's got a pretty good one, but that's not everything that he's doing. Like, you'll see, okay, he's got X number of assists, but you won't see how he made them. And I think that's important when you talk about Kyle Lowry or Patrick Beverly or Ben Wallace. I'm glad I'm glad we were able to, like, take that full circle yeah. you know, through <laughs> those three guys and also, like, tie in the Pistons because otherwise – because, like, I'm trying to think of who that guy would be for the team – for the Pistons team right now. And it sort of is Blake, which is which puts Blake in a weird position because he's also – you are your most talented offensive player. Like even even Lowry was never the most talented offensive player on those Raptors teams. Like Demar was always a better scorer and a, a guy you um, 
could uh rely to get like fouls and stuff uh down down the stretch of games um but like blake is the guy who like turns the engine for this whole team blake is the guy who takes does the stuff like takes the charges uh does things like uh like he's a really good communicator on defense he doesn't close out for shit but he's a good communicator on defense yeah wasn't Um, he the only one with more um charges taken than kyle lowry last year him no him and ursan oh okay really yeah ursan's a god at taking charges still somehow (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like it's uh, yeah this uh you know, even talking about this with you just reminds me of like how how badly like even from a from an offensive standpoint and from like an intangible standpoint, like how important Blake is to this team and how valuable he will be when he gets back. Yeah, for sure, because he's he's definitely your most talented player, but he's also your smartest player. And he seems to have that kind of energy that when he's on the floor, all of the other players want to play better. And he makes everything easier for them, and they make everything easier for him. So once he gets back, I think there's definitely going to be a shift in the way that the Pistons are playing. That's just because he is so important. Yeah, I I gotta hope for it at the very least. Or what I'm hoping for right now is that um, the injury is like a left hamstring strain and like some left knee soreness. Um, I'm hopeful that they're just being really conservative with it because a Blake Griffin is the only way you make the playoffs in the East anyway. Uh, well, may, you know, maybe not as poorly as Indiana started the year, but um, that's neither here nor there. But you you need that guy healthy in order to make the playoffs, so just do everything in your power to get him as healthy as possible and, like, don't, don't ride him super hard, like, during the regular season either. You're, you're, you're playing for April with Blake, not necessarily just playing for February. No, exactly. They don't need him at any point in the given future they just need him healthy so i would rather have a 90 100 blake griffin than a 60 70 like for a couple months than a 60 70 blake griffin all year no that's totally fair i gotta i gotta ask you about two more things before i let you go i gotta ask you about the handsomeness the handsomeness bracket oh it's coming don't worry it's coming it's gonna be in the newsletter who's eligible this year Everyone's on the table. I mean, last year I did it based just off playoff seating. But this year we can go through like every roster and then make up the handsome playoffs that way. I've actually got like a scientific formula for it now. Do you want to dive, do you want to divulge that formula on the podcast? Sure. So we've got the um, TPH, which is the total player handsomeness. Or sorry, the THP, which is the total handsome players. So you're going to take your number of handsome players divided by the number of players on the team and that's going to give you your total handsome players percentage and that's what's going to decide the seeding that makes that makes a lot of sense okay what what can a team do to improve its its tph um well the thing is who was it that i recently saw that got grew out their hair and got really attractive um i think it was on chicago who was it that grew out their hair Otto porter was it Jamari Parker? Was it Otto? It was Otto. It was Otto Porter, yeah. He grew out his hair, and suddenly Chicago's um, THP went up. So some of them, it might just be like grooming, and some of them, like Milwaukee, might have to make some trades. How do beards factor into TPH? Uh, it depends 
how good their beard is. Ben Simmons has a terrible beard. Oh, yeah, he does. So that would bring down the... Um, I mean, I don't think he's handsome anyway, but that would definitely bring down the the total handsome player um, percentage. Okay. You, you got to remind me, who won last year? Last year, it was um, the Houston Rockets won. Really? But that was only... That was before the, like, the scientific method. That was just because they had P.J. Tucker. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, the finals is basically just like a death match between the most handsome player on each team that makes the final. That, that makes a lot of sense. Wait, so, is Houston the, the, does that make them the current favorite since they still have PJ or somebody else uh, stepped up? Um, well, the Clippers are pretty handsome this year. Is that just because of the Kawhi trade? No, I, I think Paul George is handsome. I mean, he gives me forehead envy because his forehead's so small and mine's like a five head. So I don't know if I think he's handsome just because of the forehead envy or not. <laughs> but I think he's pretty good looking. Montrez Hazel's pretty good looking. Okay. So yeah, the the entire league right now is uh an arms race. Just like the real championship. It's a it's a wide open playoff race. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And the the second thing I gotta ask you about is the uh, is the newsletter. What 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 made you decide to do a newsletter? Um, well, so when I'm at Raptors Republic, I basic, basically just do, you know, Canada basketball stuff and Raptor stuff. But I did kind of want to broaden my horizons a little bit and just do fun stuff and league-wide stuff. And um, I didn't really have like an avenue for that. So I decided I would just do a newsletter and send that out. And anyone that likes the things that they've read from me so far could subscribe. And they could get things like, you know, the handsome bracket and um, probably on Friday, the best and worst of Halloween 2019 in the NBA. Ooh, I like and things like that. I like that. I so I got a confession. Halloween is not really my holiday. Um, I was I was raised in like a super Christian household, and so like Halloween was like double mm-hmm. bad. So I didn't ever I never really dressed up, and so like I don't have those like anchoring memories. And so like I, the dressing up means nothing to me. Like the candy doesn't really mean nothing to me. I never got candy anyway. Um, and so Halloween is is not my thing, but uh we moved to this house like three years ago, three, four years ago. And the kids like on this, in this suburb, like love Halloween, like so much. It's like made me start enjoying Halloween again. Like their joy has like entered into me. And now I'm like, okay, like we can like, let's give out as much candy as humanly possible. Like let's, let's do everything we can for the kids. These aren't my kids, but I need this. Yeah. It's like Christmas when you have like, between when you're little and you like find out the truth and then when you have your own kids there's kind of like a dead period but once you have your own kids and they kind of get it then it gets exciting again so that's probably like what halloween is like for you when they find out the the truth capital t the capital t truth (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if anyone's still awake right now so i have to (laughs) oh yeah i saw i saw your little one was in uh spider-man you wouldn't take a spider-man thing off Oh my god! Yeah, he's had it on for two days. He's gonna wake up and put it on again in the morning. <laughs> you wash it for him every night, or no? Okay. I'll wash it after Halloween, but okay. he doesn't let it, he doesn't take it off long enough for me to wash it. Okay, all right. We've gone like way far afield of anything even <laughs> remotely approaching basketball, but I do want to thank you for coming on, Kelsey. Um, 
what's the best place for people to get your your uh, your analysis of the handsomeness across the league? And how can they sign up for your newsletter? Um, so if you go to tinyletter.com slash biscuitball, you can sign up for my newsletter. And the first one should be, yeah, coming out on Friday. And then you can find me and all of my stuff on Twitter at Kelsey underscore lately. I, I don't know if you guys uh, have heard this conversation, but Kelsey is hilarious. And so you absolutely need to follow her on Twitter and subscribe to the newsletter. I am subscribed to the newsletter, I believe. I'm looking forward to the uh, to the Halloween costume edition uh, of the uh, of the newsletter. Uh, Kelsey, thank you. I am not because it has not been a good NBA Halloween year. Wait, no. Uh, John Wall and Bradley Beal were both jokers. Like, there's like four jokers this year: Bradley Beal, John Wall, Spencer Dinwiddie, and someone else. They're all really like mailing it in this year. Uh, wait, I didn't. I didn't even see Dinwiddie's Joker. I feel like he would do a good job though. Yeah, but they all just got like store bought stuff. Nobody like John Wall, I guess, did the best job. If I had to choose. Okay. Did you see? <laughs> Did you see the Russell Wilson, Sierra, uh, Jay-Z, and Beyonce costume? Yes, that was good. Yeah, that was that was excellent. I think she's like actually wearing this, the suit Beyonce wore. And so it like definitely helps you win Halloween if you're rich. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little yeah, pro tip. Life hack. Be rich. <laughs> Life's easier when you're rich. <laughs> All right. Uh, I am Lazarus Jackson. I will be celebrating Halloween. I think in my like little, uh, my like bat Batman pullover thing that I got a couple years back. You can follow me on Twitter at last chance. That's at L A Z C H A N C E. Kelsey, thank you so much again. Uh, this has been Pistons versus everybody. And we will talk to you guys next week.